Welcome to the Heart to Biz podcast, the show for people to share their heart behind what they do. Be reminded why you started and discover what keeps you going. Here's Laurel and Shasta. Hi, I'm Shasta. And I'm Laurel. I'm Ken. And Natalie. (laughs) On this episode, Kenneth and Natalie Jamaica will be sharing how their dynamic duo started from dancing and somehow turned them into realtors. I'm really, really excited to hear how they got the heart for the real estate industry and what keeps them going every single day. Yeah, I'm really excited because uh, Ken and Natalie are actually uh, my personal uh, realtors. I recommend people to them all the time because I know that they're going to take great care of anyone I recommend to them. Uh, So when it's not appropriate for me to buy their house for cash and they should be selling their house with a realtor, these are the people who I recommend to them. So I'm so excited to have you guys on the show today. Thank you for having us. Um, Why don't you just take a minute or two, tell us a little bit about the, like how your realty is working now and, you know, what you guys are doing, and then we'll get into the heart of everything. (laughs) Awesome. So I'll take that one. Um, (laughs) We run a team of agents um, currently under the eXp brand. Uh, We are a team to make a real estate and uh, it works great. We, uh, we met, we got into real estate through investing and and that's, that's how we got started. We met Laurel through our investor network and we've ramped up and grown our team to six agents in the Sacramento area. And uh, we're, we're doing good business and, and the market, the market's a little bit wonky right now, but we're, we're still keeping the lights on. Yeah. He sold his technology company, which is the other thing that kind of ramped that up. Um, We came from the Bay Area originally, and we had um, a very successful services, technology services business, and we kind of ready for the next chapter. And that next chapter then kind of started with us figuring out, okay, well, let's invest. You know, we're certain and certainly accustomed to a certain lifestyle and um, it was really important for us to be able to manage our lifestyle without the money that was coming in from the business. It's kind of like, okay, do we open a gym? Do we do this? Do we? <laughs> what do we care about? <clears throat> Let's continue flipping houses. Let's do this. And um, we started doing that and realized that there's an awful lot of flippers here in the Sacramento area. And I was like, you know, I don't want to, this, you know, it's hard to get a deal. It's hard, you know, and I don't feel good about the deals oftentimes too, because to make the money that you need to make for the in-betweens, you know, to kind of carry you through, um, you really do have to get a really good deal, which means somebody's not getting a good deal. And it kind of makes you feel yucky, you know? And then on the flip side of that, you have um, a ton of work and risk involved that you put into a home to then um, hopefully sell it for a profit. But once you factor in holding costs and all these crazy things, you really do have to be very careful about what you get yourself into. And a lot of times some of the surprises happen after you buy the house and you open walls or you do these things. And, um, you know, it's, it's a risk. I found that once we got started with um, Ken's like, well, you know, we've spent so much on broker or on um, realtor fees when we were flipping, and, you know, the, the test can't be that hard and maybe we should look into doing this ourselves. And so that's kind of how we got started into being realtors. And 
I realized very quickly um, as one of my first clients was a first time home buyer that I super duper loved the excitement and making a difference in somebody's life. You know, these, the, the very, very first client we had didn't even think they could buy a house. And it was kind of on our suggestion, hey, you know, just talk to our lenders, see how it goes. And, um, you know, your rent is being raised anyways, you might as well figure it out if, if, you know, if it's possible. And it was, and the, the excitement and overjoy about having a dream that didn't, they didn't even have that dream, but then they were able to find that dream and get excited along the process and realizing that they could afford to buy a house for the first time and be a real grown up <laughs> was kind of a neat experience to carry somebody through. And um, having experience already in real estate and um, the industry really gave us um, some power because for our clients, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, anybody can walk you through a house, right? You open the key, you open up the house and it's like, duh, but you, you know, it takes um, a unique perspective to go in and say, well, this is a big deal right here. You don't want to take on these problems. So when we make that offer, you probably want to factor that in even before the inspections happen. Right. And as we know in this market, especially now, um, it's it's a bit crazy because people are, are waiving their inspection contingencies and doing all these crazy things in this market just to be able to get a house where, you know, we tend to think that, you know, terms matter and um, it's important to us to negotiate on the behalf of our client and to get the best deal for everybody, but also be willing to work with those other agents too and have that relationship. So our integrity and um, our ability to um, do the best thing for our client while still maintaining a good professional relationship with our fellow realtors has always been really important to us. So that was a very long-winded answer. Sorry, it grew. <laughs> I know, it's just like, but, but it gets to, but it, it, it kind of talks to everything about it because you do have experience fixing up houses. Yeah. You know what's a big deal and what's not before the home inspection. Mm -hmm. Right. 100%. And, 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 and one of the things I love about that story is, you know, you, you didn't realize that helping somebody buy a home would be such a rewarding experience, right? Totally. 100%. And you, so you discovered something that can give heart and life to your business, right? Well, you know, people always say, gosh, you really look like you enjoy what you're doing. And I just plain flat out tell them I do. Like, you know, people apologize for trying to call me at late hours and, and weird hours or, hey, I had this thought, but I didn't want to bug you. And I'm like, you're not bugging me. Like, I, I have a beautiful family. Um, we all, you know, do our thing and we have our own roles in our family. But Ken and I are heart at heart. We are there for our clients like they're our family. And I always tell folks, once you start in this, in this nucleus and you allow us the privilege of taking care of you, you're, you're our client for life. You're our family. You know, um, it's just... Um, you, you spend that time and you go through a lot of emotional roller coasters with clients. You know, there's, there's all these what ifs that pop up. There's constantly problems and challenges that 
that kind of threaten what you've got going on. And, and it doesn't matter how great, you know, everybody is involved. You know, you're dealing with a bunch of different expectations all wrapped up into one transaction. So I always tell people, you know, the things that we can control, we need to control. You know, I do want people to use my lender. Why? Because I know that she'll execute. I know that when it comes down to it, I can call her at midnight and she will answer her phone for me. It's not a work phone. It's not an 800 number. It's not a recording. It's somebody that I can get an answer from right now. And that's so important to be able to pivot and respond and be available for your, for your people, you know? And I think that um, kind of what sets Ken and I apart is we don't ever really turn off, you know? We have our family life, but you know what? Our kids get involved too, you know? Um, they'll go and hang flyers for us and go out on our errands. And sometimes they come on, on um, showings with us or uh, it's just, it's, uh, they'll stuff flyers for us. You know, it's, it's a family business. And I always tell them too, you know, Hey, when mommy and daddy need to do a thing, you know, part of your involvement in this business is to be good kids and to be responsible and to contribute by not making this a stressful process for us while we have things that need to be done immediately. And so, you know, it, it teaches them also that they're part of, they're part of the family business. It really sounds like it's not just a business. You know, you guys don't shut off. It becomes a lifestyle for you because you're so passionate. Whereas when you go to some jobs, you just want to get home and you just want to turn off your phone and you don't want to be a part of it anymore. But thankfully you two found something that you truly love. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, every aspect of it is, is really cool. You know, you get to see really interesting, unique properties when you're going to show homes to buy, you know, for buyers and, um, you know, you kind of get to, um, you meet some really interesting people. That's true. too. <laughs> so, so some that you want to, to meet less and some you want <laughs> to hang out with more. Right. So I tell our clients all the time that you don't get a vote. We're friends now. Like yep. your, your vote doesn't matter because now we're friends and I take care of my friends. Yeah. So that that's kind of her, your family now. You know, my family's kind of weird. I don't want to force people into that, but we can be friends, right? <laughs> so people use that as a gimmick thing. Like your your family now. Some business much. owners use that as like a gimmick, but it really, you guys, we could see your heart. We could see in your actions when you pick up the phone at midnight or when you talk about your clients. You don't you don't make it seem like they're a burden or no. that they're a hassle, no. but you actually enjoy it. Well, I remember uh, one of your first clients, because you have known you guys a while now. So I know when you first started, one of your first clients, you were actually helping them move. Yes. I drove by <laughs> and you guys were packing your pickup truck and helping them move because they'd sold their home and they were moving someplace else. And you were actually helping them move and you were happy about it. It wasn't like, oh my God, I got to help these people. I'm up. No, you're like... <laughs> happy singing you know um it, it it was pretty funny i and, and that's, that's kind of people you are that was a great story because it was an older guy and he was moving to texas because his wife had passed away moving closer to his brother and it was kind of a a sad event for him to move right so we tried to be jovial and upbeat and kind of keep him you know motivated a little yes. bit um and then he called me and he's like hey I packed the, my, my pod and my truck is full and I'm leaving, but there's like a couch and two chairs and 
you know, some other stuff that I just couldn't fit. I don't even know what to do. And I was like, don't worry, I got it. And I was there in 20 minutes with my trailer and uh, I'm pushing a couch down the stairs by you myself because she wasn't there yet. And I get the couch outside and Laurel pulls up and I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> so she was just passing through, but to her point, you know, I, we do have no problem doing whatever it takes to help our clients get to the next stage in their life. If that's getting out of a house or into a new one, you know, we're here to help. And now I'm old and fat and I can't lift heavy things anymore, but you know, we, we do our best to, to help where we can. Yeah. And there's, there's, I feel like everybody's situation is different. Everybody has different heartburns and pain points. And we do a really, um, a really good job um, acknowledging those pain points and um, making a plan of action together as to how we get beyond them. And, um, you know, kind of what you see is what you get with me and Ken. Um, you either love us or you hate us. I'll tell you that right now. It's, it's uh, an even mix. <laughs> we are very outspoken, very boisterous. We have a lot of energy. Um, we come in with a lot of charisma and it's very overpowering for some people. And, you know, we do have other, other agents that can work with those folks too. But I will tell you, um, for, for us, I've always lived with my life. I, I grew up old school Italian, right? Your integrity means something. You do what you say you're going to do. You only, you know, speak the truth. And um, a handshake you, is gospel. A handshake is gospel. And you, um, you tell it like it is. I mean, I, I have old school Italian grandmas and, you know, we don't, we don't wash our hands and, and stuff things under the rug. It's like, you, you got to say something about something. I'm going to tell you right exactly how it is, but you'll always know where you stand with me. And um, I feel like we owe that to our clients because um, it's a big deal to buy a house or to sell a house or, you know, it's like those major shifts in people's lives, sometimes for good and sometimes for divorce or a death in the family, sometimes not for great, you know, and it's being able to kind of see read the room almost, you know, see what your client exactly. needs from you and be able to give them and fill that gap in that void. And just the amount of stress, it's almost like being a therapist and a realtor and <laughs> you know? we've gotten calls Truly. in the middle of the night. We got a call at 11 o'clock. Actually, everything was a text that it said, text. Uh, we're done. I'm not, we're not buying this house. I'm going to go buy a house of my own and I'm leaving him. Right. And we're like, <laughs> I talked to you two hours ago. What happened in two hours? But, and, and it all worked out fine. <laughs> they didn't get divorced. They bought the house. Everything. I mean, it was great, but you know, it was a stressful, that, that particular client was homeless for three months, living in hotels during COVID where they couldn't eat out. They were making bacon on a hot plate, just, you know, three meals a day. They were miserable. And that's rough on any relationship, right? And with, with family and a dog. With family and dog. And we actually had them over and, and Natalie and my ex-wife, ironically, cooked them Christmas dinner. I mean, so, so their whole family and their dog came to our house for Christmas dinner uh, in 2020, which was, it was a great experience for everybody. Um, a little wonky, but it was, it was really, it was a lot, of, a lot of fun. And that's the kind of stuff that we do for our clients, right? When we're shopping for houses, we tell people, we will never talk you into or out of a home because I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to live there but we will tell you what we see and what we know and what you should think about, right? Whether it's things like the roof is, you know, 75,000 years old. That's a, that could be a problem, right? 
you know, or did you see the gold plated toilet? Right. I mean, it, it could go either direction, but we don't want to force someone into a decision that they're not ready to make. You guys haven't been in this business forever. There were some things that led to it. I was actually reading on your website that it kind of sprouted and was rooted in dancing. And I was like, I need to hear more. <laughs> so yeah, that's weird. Yeah, okay. we're, we're, we're going to next. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take this one, talk your pants. So um, when we first got married, uh, we had our, our wedding dance choreographed and we loved it. Uh, I have six left feet. And I can't carry a tune in a bucket. So it was hard for me, but we had a lot of fun and it was, it was a good time. Fast forward, I don't know, six or seven years, uh, we went out dancing with some friends and I confirmed that I still cannot dance um, and have no rhythm. So I snuck out and went to Arthur Murray and did a free dance lesson to try to, you know, improve my standing in the dance world. Um, and I was going to surprise her. I got a couple lessons, learn how to dance and come surprise her with it but I can't keep anything from her ever. So I almost got to my truck after I left there before I called her and went, this is what I did. And she's like, you're not doing that without me. So I had to run back in and be like, can she come? And uh, she did. And we ended up becoming remarkable dancers. Uh, we're classically trained in 15 dance styles. Um, what? Yeah. So we were, we were getting ready to compete before the pandemic hit. And then, you know, I got fat eating ice cream and I figured out the yeah. DoorDash delivers Oreos and it was all over. Um, but uh yeah so through that we learned a lot of stuff about not only each other but about like conflict resolution right Mm -hmm. when you're trying the same thing over and over and over and over and you just can't get it right and you're blaming everything except yourself my shoes you the music that guy that walked by the window like anything you can place blame on you do and but there's a point where you have to kind of step back and say okay we're in this together how do we put this into a package and move forward And that translates to every aspect of your life, right? So whether it's in a relationship with your spouse, your kids, your clients, right? Other people involved in a transaction, right? Sometimes you want to murder an inspector for saying, pointing out something accurate, but using very wrong words, right? I mean, because you can deliver a message several ways. And sometimes inspectors just want to scare people, right? So, but being able to manage that relationship, not not cause a future rift, but move everybody along and keep everything going. It, it, it was a unique learning experience that you wouldn't think would translate, but absolutely does. All right, I need to go take a dance lesson because I can't dance either. You should have seen my first dance at my wedding. <laughs> it's so much fun. Just, you know, she just like, got married too. It was it's like just rocking back and forth. <laughs> Our, ours was a yeah. waltz foxtrot for our first dance. That sounds so fancy. I yeah. wish I wish you would have did something like that. But hey, you just proved that it's never too late for me. Um, I can learn. <laughs> I was a lot older than you probably are before I started to dance. So, and then you get to do fun stuff too. Like our, the 10 year anniversary of our first date happened while we were going through our dance journey. And uh, I managed to convince all the male instructors in the studio to do a strip tease with me <laughs> for her in front of 40 people. It was pretty funny. Actually. It's on Facebook if you go look for it. Just search for <laughs> July 14th, 2017. And you can see me and four other guys with tearaway pants and taking our shirts off and throwing them at her. So it was, it was big fun. And I wore tuxedo boxer briefs. It was great. So... <laughs> 
What's really awesome about being married to Ken, <laughs> and you'll know this is our clients. You know, if you're a client of ours, you know this already. It's there's never a dull moment with Ken. <laughs> like, I can see that. <laughs> constantly are laughing through life, and I'll tell you what. Um, I, I really love the life that we've created and the fact that we can do what we love and make a difference in people's lives. And there's no greater, I've, I've been in service industries, you know, since I was old enough to work. Um, and, you know, you get those, those certain jobs that really test your patience with how terrible people can be to one another and how rude people can be and how thankless life can be. And this is, maybe it's a little selfish, but it's personally gratifying to me to be able to solve problems for people and kind of be their hero on a pretty regular basis, you know? We're going to get a guest appearance from my dog <laughs> because she's going to knock my door down. So, you know, in, in that regard, it's, it's really, it's kind of a blessing for me because it gives me um, a better sense of purpose. You know, Ken and I are pretty philanthropic. We belong to Rotary of Roseville and, and we really like making a difference in people's lives. And um, this is just us being able to do it in real life for our job and get paid for it. And it's really cool. What's it like working with your husband? Because I know that some couples could not handle like working with their spouse, but how do you guys make it work? Because it seems like you guys are with each other 24 seven. I may be wrong, but that's what it seems like. (laughs) I guess that's why laughing, it really does help things, right? Um, You know, and there's times when I just have to like turn my ears off and just let him talk. (laughs) because he's so much energy and he always has so many compelling interesting thoughts and ideas all the time I'm freaking tired (laughs) so um you know but it's it's all for the betterment of everything that we do and the life that we build for each other and um you know I feel like if you're gonna be married to somebody you better gosh darn well like them and I really do like him (laughs) you know what I mean like I super super duper I mean you know sure the love is there but you can love somebody and not like them you know what I'm saying if you have children you know that's true (laughs) (laughs) you know it's just it's one of those things where um we are together 24 seven. And I guess our mutual codependency of each other is it just works for us. Um, I don't get tired of him. I don't go, Oh God, I got to go home to Ken. That's never been a thought in my head. What happens more often than not is like, she'll go out to show houses and I'm like, where are you going? It's like, well, I have to go do a thing. And I'm like, I have nothing for four hours. Can I come? <laughs> and, and I'll jump in the passenger seat and just drive yeah. like, Play on my phone and just drive around while we're showing houses. I don't need to be there, and vice versa. She doesn't need to be there, but she'll follow me around. Yeah, just to go so hang sweet. out. We That's just so we we it, our relationship is is on a whole different yeah, level. Yeah, unique in every way. <laughs> Can't so, imagine. Like he is my person. He is my penguin. Um, I, I just we complete each other a hundred percent, and I'm you know I'm pretty pretty blessed to have that. So. I can like literally feel the love and it's so great. You guys are so sweet. And I hope that people, I hope this energy rubs off on people and, and they can, they can see that they can feel that they can hear it. Um, 
what advice do you have for people to continue to nourish their hearts so that it really shines through in their business and their interactions with people? Um, I just had a come to Jesus meeting with somebody. Um, I don't know. Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, actually, that was seeking advice about how to be successful in real estate. And this person um, really um, is not comfortable in their own skin, um, you know, just really isn't, um, makes, makes. They're, they're going through some major life changes. Major and, life changes. And they're trying to do real estate at the same time. And, and that's with any industry, but especially a service focused, client focused industry. If you're not comfortable with where you are in your world, it shows, right? And so you have to, if you're going to succeed in anything, you know, confidence is key and, you know, you could do all the cliche stuff, but it really, it really rings true, especially when you can see someone who is not comfortable, not, they don't feel like they can add value, right? Yeah. That shines through and, and it makes people super uncomfortable in their own skin, right? So if, if we're sitting across from each other and I'm asking you questions about something and you're like, oh, well, I know I'm supposed to be the expert, but um, look, a puppy, like it, it takes away from the experience. Yeah. Um, and so having, being able to sit and, and be confident in your own ability to be a person, right? And I think that in that case, that's what it boiled down to is they had lost all their self-confidence. Well, that's not only, and that's not the only point that I was going to make to that. One of the points that I was going to make is this person was like, I really want to do real estate because I know some really dumb real estate people and I feel like I could do that job and make that money, then I would be set. And I'm like, it, it, you're number one, you just lost the battle. You're never going to be successful that way because success comes from, uh, it's more than just money. You know, um, it's, it's a, it's a sense of service, um, it comes from a, from a heart and a place of service. And if you're not um, being your authentic self with people, I, I feel like people can read phony and people don't want to be around phony. And um, I think that the, the greatest thing that I could do or that Ken could do is just to be ourselves. And, and I think that people feel comfortable with us right away. You know, it's weird when you start talking about money and credit <laughs> and all these like personal details about yeah. people open your kimono let's see what's in there yeah <laughs> you know it is it's very uncomfortable for people and and we don't make it weird we don't well we make it weird in other ways like we make it fun weird right um to let people's guard down a little bit and just know that um I know that you don't know me, but you can trust me. And I, I truly feel like that comes through in my heart and soul to people. And, and I truly follow through with that because my integrity is all I have. So if somebody doesn't feel that for me, they're going to tell their friends and their friends are going to tell their friends and no one's going exactly. to, no one's going to come back to Natalie, but really our business and our referral business comes through as, you know, how I treated you, you know, you can feel how your experience went with me. Please understand that I will take care of your friends and family the same way. And that, that to me, is like, if you come at it from a place of service and wanting to do the best for people and wanting to give the best of yourself to people, you know, who doesn't want that? 
So you know? two points there. One, you know, our, our friend that went through, is going through some stuff. Um, the second that they said, I want the money, right? I can, I can make, I can, I can have that money. That's when, when we knew that this was <laughs> over because you, if you go in chasing the commission check, no. you've already lost, yeah. right? Because that shines through. And, and I'm sure Laurel can relate when you go through and be like, Hey, I can make a billion dollars on this one. You've already lost the sale, no. right? You've already lost the client. So, and you can't build a relationship based on your desire to take the money, right? Correct. Right. You uh, got to go in there with what's going to make a difference for them. Right. right? Zig Ziglar said, the more you help, the more people you help get what they want and need, the more you're going to have what you want and need. That's and absolutely true. It just you ancillarily, do. you don't even have to work at it. And that's kind of, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we do often things, oftentimes we do things that don't necessarily benefit us the best, but it's not about us. You know, um, when we come and we, we sign a contract with you or we're showing you homes and we're trying to put together what's going to be the best for your family, it stops being about us. It's not about us. You know, the about us part was when we were trying to get your business and we wanted to tell you about us. After that, it's all about you. Well, and, and, you and we even, we put our money where our mouth is where that's concerned. And we, I have a client right now. We just told, listen, we think the house is great for you. Your kids love it. You're going to love it. But I understand why it's wonky. It's in the mountains. They've never had a well before, right? So they're, they're a little nervous about some stuff. And I said, listen, if in the first year you decide you hate it and you just want to move, I'll list your house for free. Pay the, well, you pay the buyer commission, nothing to the listing side. We'll do it for free just to get you out of there, right? But we also got them in this market, and mm -hmm. Laurel's going to pee your pants here, but <laughs> we're in 10,000 under appraised value, 25,000 under asking, and we have a $14,000 seller concession coming. That's wow. <laughs> great. So well, you know what, guys, this is the reason why I recommend you over every, almost every other realtor, right? Because you guys understand that this is about their families, about their future. Um, you know, it's the reason why I wrote the book, Your Next Move. It's the reason why uh, we have this podcast, right? Now, I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Look, you and I both know that not every day is a good day right sometimes stuff happens and you just want to kill somebody right or um you lose it, it it's like not fun what do you guys do to bring your heart back into what you're doing so we have a thing called holding hands and doing spins so mm -hmm. it comes from an old dane cook skit <laughs> where I, I don't even remember the skit now but it's like, we'll just hold hands and do spins. It's and okay. It's okay. it's okay. It's fine. And so <laughs> when one of us starts to get that, I'm going to murder somebody feeling with you, we just say, we'll just hold hands and do spins. It'll be fine. And, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of the, the trigger word to it's going to be okay. We are both equally patronizing and not patronizing with each other. So we can do the, it's all right. You're going to live. Right. But by, did you die? By, but did you die? I mean, that's what we have all these little things. Humor is a big part of our world, right? In our relationship together and, and with everybody around us. If we can't, you know, if you can't laugh, you're dying, right? So um, 
but yeah, the, the hold hands and do spans, but did you die? That those things, that the the humor in them kind of makes you giggle and yeah, okay, I didn't die, shut up. But it, it also is kind of our our way of of encouraging each other without actually encouraging each other, if that makes sense. There's, I mean, there's some times when I'm just like, it's been a rough day. Let's turn on the music and dance West Coast in our living room. And we do, you know, and we just, we dance it out because that's fun and stress reducing. And I get to feel my husband touching me, which is great. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a way to calm the waters. But honestly, um, I feel like there's always challenges. And I feel like those challenges just, um, they enable us to figure out and kind of plan for whatever catastrophic failure is coming. You know what I mean? So um, it's a game of Tetris almost. And um, we do nothing better than logistics. And so oftentimes we're able to take a really crummy situation and, you know, parlay that into not crummy. Make it, make it, make it, make it a super moist cake. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a kid joke. I, I, yeah, I love that one. That one's good. <laughs> so there was, there was one time a client, and actually, this client was the one that was homeless and that we had over for, for um, Christmas dinner. But um, their initial house that we got them in escrow in, the um, terrible, terrible seller. This was a terrible person and they have lots of karma coming to them. <laughs> they were trying to move out of state. And because there was so much competition in the state that they were trying to move out of, they were like, well, why are we giving up this beautiful house we have when we don't even have a place to go? So they were scouring our whole transaction to look for a technicality in which they could cancel the contract all the way up until the last day when, when there were literally, we were supposed to close the contract on this day. It's Friday. It was a Friday. And the lending got held up because- It was escrow. So it was, there were three escrows, tic-tac-toe, three in a row. No, the escrow made it. Did that it? escrow oh. made it. It was their lending the funds. It was just, it was literally bank transfers that ended up um, being the reason why we had to delay until Monday they canceled the contract and I got that phone call from their agent and I sobbed. I cried so hard. I'm thinking to myself, I got to call the legal department and see if there's anything that I can do to get these, these poor folks have been homeless, you know, for like at that point, it had been two and a half months. And I had to then make that next call to them to tell them that they were going to continue to be homeless. And this beautiful dream home that they thought they were moving into the following week was now in the dust. And I'll tell you, that is about the hardest call I've ever made in my whole life. And I sobbed a lot before I had to make that call. Um, once I figured out that there really wasn't any way that I could pivot. Um, and so um, kind of a life lesson for everybody that's listening. They ended up finding a house that was like 10 times as like beautiful and worked way better for their life situation. And um, we didn't know that was coming down the road, but it did. And I, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I try to keep that perspective and, and allow my clients to keep that perspective too, because I'm telling you, dumb stuff happens when you least expect it. And it really takes 
some sound you have to like put yourself in there and, and put your big girl panties on and, and do what you can do to get the best situation out of the, the most terrible situation and you know with that mentality it's not like oh god throw your hands up we just can't nothing's gonna work it's gonna suck it, nothing's gonna like that mentality is terrible it's terrible in life in personal in personal affairs it's terrible in business affairs like there's no room for that mentality it's like you have to come from a place of yes we can and okay that didn't work let's try this other way let's let's dig a different hole forget about it let's go this way and and you just keep moving forward until it works and that's you know that's how we do our business have you ever seen a bee hit a window screen <laughs> it's kind of like that when they're like maybe this time maybe this time maybe this time maybe eventually you find a hole <laughs> it really sounds like, really sound like your heart allows you to never say no to your clients it allows you to go above and beyond and it allows you to work when you probably shouldn't be working, but you, you choose to, and, and that's what you want to do. I have had a, such an awesome time getting to know you. You kind of inspired me to go start dancing. We'll you see should. how it goes. <laughs> I recommend anybody and everybody, even if they, oh, I can't dance, suck it up. Go learn how to fail. Fail forward. It'll be fine. Totally. That, that's the lesson. Fail forward. Love it. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you so much for being on the show and taking the time to share your heart with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's good to have you guys on the show. Thanks, Laura. We love you to death. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. Well, to find out more about Kenneth and Natalie, visit teamjamaica.net and come join us next week on Thursday for a brand new episode of Heart to Biz with Jenny Bure. She's a legal document assistant, LDA and find out what inspires her to help people at an affordable price. Thank you for listening to the Heart to Biz podcast. For more information on past or upcoming episodes, please visit heart2biz.org.